dream, I met Hitler. Not great. <laughs> no. Not a, not a I, good time. I asked for his autograph for some reason. <laughs> you would. It's like I had the I had jo- I knew about Jojo Rabbit before the movie Jojo Rabbit came out. Like I Tika Watiti, like I beat you to it. Like I knew about it before you did. <laughs> oh my god! Like I told this to one of my friends one time who was Jewish, and he was like, I know, like. I know you as a person. I know, like, you're not asking for his autograph because you idolize him, but because, like, this is a historical moment. Hey there, gals. Hi. And welcome back for another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. It is partly cloudy with a high of 70 degrees outside. We always talk about the weather. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a great intro. I'm sure they're probably super curious. I feel like I always bring the rain. Like anytime we record. Anytime. It's, it's raining. It's always raining. I don't know why. It's just Hannah's just super depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like you said yesterday, like I must, I must be Satan, right? It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Literally, guys, yesterday was like the fifth time I bought something, and the total was $6.66. So. I'm telling you, you could not have just bought like a random piece of candy. I was already at the register. The lady was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the fifth time this has happened. She said, maybe it's your lucky number. Just look at it in a new light. And I'm like, you're Satan. Like, or oh you're God. Satan. <laughs> or, or, or you are or the Antichrist. Just... <laughs> you are the devil reincarnated. You are I am Lucy, an Aries. the Lucifer. I am an Aries. So After all, you are an Aries. So, you know. <laughs> a fire sign. It makes sense. Okay. Anyways. So, I want to know your opinions on the first episode of The Bachelor. Oh my God. I would love to know your opinions because okay. you've never really watched the show before. Yes. And so, so, like, if you followed me on Twitter at Emily Elise, shout out, <laughs> shameless self promotion, uh, you probably saw like all my tweets about it. And I mean, it was definitely like, I'm super thankful that they just like filmed it. They, last year, they did like stupid cutaways. We are here in Dallas, Texas oh with our live Bachelor fans. Bachelor Nation is here tonight. And I'm like, I do not care. <laughs> just show me, just show the, me girls. the girls, please. Thank you. So thankfully, they like they did a lot. And I feel like they usually don't do this much where they did like yeah. the first night, first rose ceremony, and the first one-on-one date, which I have my own opinions about the first one-on-one date. And okay. if you haven't seen the first episode, we are going to spoil some stuff for you. So in the the first one-on-one date, let me know what you think. Okay. Because he takes Addison. Is it Madison? Addison? Madison. Madison. Yes. Same thing. Love her. <laughs> they, he took her on a date to his parents' vow renewal. And I'm like, yeah, that's cute and all. But think about, think about it out of context. Like, take away the fact that they're on a TV show. Yeah. If it was your first date with a guy and he takes you to his parents' vow renewal... That's weird. Like, yeah. that's super weird. Yeah, that's like, like what we talked about on that one episode about, like, if someone took you to a funeral. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, that ain't Like, a chief. very, like, intimate yeah. thing. That ain't it, Chief. I would almost rather go to a funeral than a wedding. Like, it's yeah. just weird. And it's... I feel That's like, why I feel, though, that, like, she's going to make it far. Yes, but at the same... I, I think that, too. Like, trust me, I definitely think that, yeah. especially, like, analyzing the previous to it. But if she doesn't, I mean, I wouldn't blame her for thinking that she thought she would make it far because I will say that 
it, out of context the things still it creates that false sense of intimacy oh 100 percent. like know a person. i would get my hopes up if the guy took me to meet his family like oh he must see something in me that exactly. like is worth going to a vow renewal like exactly. that is a big deal exactly and now peter is very much a sweetheart like he definitely is a lovable person he's very touched with his emotions he's sensitive and everything and I mean, I think he definitely, you can see that because, like, when a girl was crying, like, he offered, like, you know, he pulled her aside and, like, comforted her and everything. Yeah. You know, had basic, basic human decency. Right. Um, which, like, Tyler Tyler C. said, like, we got to step it up, boys. Which yes. you do. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, no, I want to hear your opinions. Okay. So, I had to watch it in two separate, you know. Seatings. You DVR'd it. Sitting. Because yeah. it was way too long. Yeah, it was three um, hours. At first, I liked Hannah Ann. Uh, and then I quickly <laughs> changed my opinion of her. She got real annoying when she kept interrupting people like i understand not interrupting like maybe once to get your time in but like three times yeah that was too it's, much it's a common thing people do on the show because yeah. like you don't have that much time to like right. talk to him and like you definitely want to talk to him before the um during the cocktail party before the rose ceremony so like you know that you're not going home and it's like you're literally like your last chance and that's one thing i always get annoyed with like i will say it does get on my nerves when people like luke p would use that time to like it's like the time that you use like to reconnect with him so it's like hey like don't send me home and like some people would use it to like feel drama or talk about one of the other contestants yeah. it's like bruh you shouldn't be using that time to do that yeah so like cutting in and like interrupting like can i steal him is like a very common thing on the show i will yeah. say that but no like that hannah girl like she did it way too many times and i was not here for it yeah because you know she's also a model for sonic i saw that <laughs> I like looked at her Instagram and I was like, what? I thought I was really going to like McKenna because I follow her. I like followed her before mm-hmm. she, I knew she was on the show, but she's kind of as like annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not like a huge. And we don't know if that's what the producers are making yeah, her and I do feel like, and everything. I feel like from watching her Instagram, like I feel like she wasn't portrayed how she actually is. Um, cause she's so cute and mm-hmm. like sweet on her Instagram mm-hmm. stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I think the two that I like the best are Kelly yeah. and Madison. I think Madison's my favorite yeah. though. I'm still like, there's not, there's not really like one person I'm truly rooting for. Mm, that is a lie. I like Victoria P. Okay. A lot. Yeah. Um, because I do feel, I feel so sorry for her when like she was so nervous to interrupt anybody and then she finally gets her chance to talk to Peter. He doesn't remember what she said. I know. My heart broke for her. And then, like, someone her. else interrupted her. And I was like, girl, like, I know exactly how, how you feel. Like, yeah. I felt so sorry for her. She's really cute. I think she's going to go far. I typically root for the underdog, usually. Yeah. And I feel like right now they're setting her up to be an underdog. So kind of root for her. But other than that, I mean, like, it takes me a bit, a little bit to kind of, like, really like somebody. Especially with the girls. Because, I don't know. Like, last year, I loved Kaylin. Mm-hmm. I love her. I still follow her on Instagram, and I was partial to her because she was from Charlotte and she was Miss North Carolina. But I thought she was drop dead gorgeous. But every girl I thought was super pretty. Like he sent home the first night. Mm-hmm. Like so, I don't know who I'm going to root for now. So yeah, we'll just have to see. I think time will tell. Also, I thought that the group date was hysterical. Oh my god, they're all ridiculous. Usually, they are so <laughs> them running ridiculous. against those fans. Oh, yeah. had me cackling. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I definitely can see like the pool and like why people enjoy watching oh, it because it's so dramatic it's and it's just so I think I think the thing that was hardest for me to get through was the introductions. They were so cringy. Oh yeah, they always are. I was like oh, yeah. in my seat like Oh my god, I hate four this. times. Oh I was my like, god, we get it. Like, we get it. You have a windmill on your back. You look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh, I do know who I like. The redhead. I'm, is her name Lexi? Something like that. I, think I it's might Lexi. be super biased. She's I was going to say. But she was adorable and she came up pulling up in that like convertible car. Oh, yeah. Car. I'm pretty sure that's Lexi. Yeah. She was gorgeous. So I like her actually. Yeah. She is one of my top contenders, I would say. I don't yeah. know if she's going to get far because I don't see her in many of the previews. But yeah. She's cute. But yeah. So for today's episode, we're going to kind of get into it. We asked you guys on our Instagram and in our Facebook group if you had any weird slash hilarious dreams. And we are mainly talking about dreams today mm-hmm. and dreams, is, intuition, yeah. how they all kind of work together. And we asked you guys actually to share some of your like weirdest or most hysterical dreams with us so we have a couple submissions that we want to share with you guys really quickly yeah so one of our followers said that she had a dream that she gave birth to a cat and that she's still traumatized there's so many innuendos you could do with that like "Mm, that's a weird one Mm. that is a weird dream and then another follower which let's be real it's anna it's anna we love anna (laughs) it's our friend anna um who we really want to have on the podcast eventually you guys will meet her but uh she said i am playing poker with danny devito but instead of poker chips they're puppies honestly which is just like essentially her in a nutshell (laughs) if you've ever wanted to know what our friend anna is like yes she is great well, we also did a, a poll on our Instagram story and asked you guys, do you believe like an intuition and or deja vu? And 79% of you voted totally while 21% of you voted no. So it's really interesting. I definitely am part of the 79%. I believe in intuition and deja vu because I have experienced a great deal of it. Yes. Which we will definitely get into later on in today's episode. But we really want to start interacting with you guys and like asking you guys questions, mm-hmm. getting your opinions, getting your stories so we can feature them on the podcast. So make sure you guys are subscribed to our Facebook, you follow us on Instagram, you check our stories because that's often where we're going to post those kinds of things. And also join the Facebook community as well because we're going to definitely interact with those people probably the most because we like to think of them as our like close little gas gals, yes, like our little absolutely. troop. But like they are probably our biggest supporters and fans. So if you really want to get, you know, featured on the episode, like with one of your stories, or if you really like have a question, or you just want to meet other people who listen and like have friends and talk to them, definitely follow us on the Facebook community, the Gal Scouts on uh the Gal's Guide Facebook. Today's episode, this is our uh Stevie Nicks episode. <laughs> We are here for it. I am so here yes. for it. Queen. I love dreams. Queen. <laughs> I love Stevie Nicks. <laughs> oh my God. But no, dreams, this is a topic I really wanted to get into. Yes. Because I personally have had very many weird dreams in my life. Like Hannah knows. So I she know. She's heard some of them and I'm going to share them with you guys today. And I also really believe in intuition and things like that. So we're going to like start off talking about like top 10 things like you may not know about dreams and mm-hmm. get like a little bit like specific like scientific facts about dreams to start off with. Yeah. So one of the things that you may not know is that everybody actually does dream. You actually dream around two hours a night. Um, and researchers have found that people tend to have multiple dreams in one night, each one lasting from five to 20 minutes. So while you may think that you're not dreaming every night, you actually are. Yeah. You probably are just forgetting most of your dreams. Um, as much as 95% of all dreams are quickly forgotten shor- shortly after awakening, according to one theory about why dreams are so difficult to remember and the changes in the brain that occur during sleep do not support the information processing and storage needed for memory formation to take place. I like studied a lot about dreams in undergrad. Well, really sleep in general and how the brain works when you are in sleep because there are four stages of sleep, then REM, and that's where your dream is, is taking place at. 
And that's where things like sleep paralysis, other sleep disorders can function. Um, and so dreaming is essential like to your brain. And it's something that happens in the subconscious part of your brain. That's that's where it's controlled at. And typically that's, in the, I think, the thalamus. I'm not a neurologist. I just took one neurology class. <laughs> Let me just preface that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so, like, most of it, like, it's happening in your subconscious, so, like, you don't, it's not doing, you're not doing anything to physically remember it um, actively. Yeah, something that I thought was really interesting is that not all dreams are in color. A small percentage of people actually dream in black and white, but it was reported that most people dream in soft pastel colors, Hmm. which is interesting, because I don't know if I've ever really, like, taken note of, like, colors in dreams. I've never dreamed in black and white. No, I've never dreamed in black and white. But thinking about it, like just thinking of like the most recent dreams, the ones that like are super memorable to me and I've written down to share with you guys today. Like, yeah, I definitely can see like a pastel palette to yeah. it. I've always, now this is going to sound such like a pretentious filmmaker. Oh gosh. <laughs> I've always said I feel like my dreams are like a Wes Anderson film. Okay. Like with the colors that are in it. It's very colorful. Like yeah. I will say, my, my dreams are always super super colorful but the colors are not vibrant right they're not like so, bright orange I remember, like, yeah I, don't, like, I remember like some of the dreams i've had where like i'm in a house like the walls are like a pale dark blue yeah which is su- like I, i've never been in a house that has those color walls like it's always interesting so i thought i've never thought about that yeah i thought that was, was really interesting. so interesting so men and women do tend to dream differently women actually tend to have slightly longer dreams that have more people in them hmm. and i guess it's probably because we're just more social creatures <laughs> We just have more friends. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't because know. Because actually, you like you cannot make up a person like in your dream. Like, yeah, if you see people in your dreams, you're like, I've never met them before. Like, you probably just saw them like in passing on the street today. Yeah, and you just didn't register it, but your subconscious actually did. A lot of times, so I don't remember the faces. We were talking about this earlier. Like, I will have dreams where I don't see faces, but they feel very familiar. Yeah. Like everything is unfamiliar in my dream, like the place or the people, but there's like a familiar feel to it. Yeah. And that's so weird. Like I had a dream that other night. I don't know who I was with in the dream. I just know I knew the person. I was mm-hmm. friends with them. And I kept, I woke up thinking, I'm like, was it Anna? Was it Hannah? I don't remember who it was with, but I know it was somebody I was really close friends with. Yeah. I just don't, their face was a blur. But then I saw my friend Kat and I vividly remember seeing her right. face in the dream. I feel like dream. that happens a lot for me. Like I remember seeing specific people and then I'll like see part of the person or like not their face. I don't know. It's like really like, weird. I, I don't like it's not or like I don't they, pay attention yeah. to it. And it's not like they don't like they're faceless. They don't right, have eyes yeah. <laughs> or anything like that. But it's just like almost like hazy. Yeah. In a way like it's like everything else is clear. But, like, I need glasses to see their face or something like that. Like, it's just, like, something, like, I just... But I know their presence and I know who they are, like, in the dream. It's interesting. Right. Another... also Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like... I definitely feel like my dog dreams. Because he'll be, like, scratching. Like, he's, like, running and he's, like, chasing a squirrel or something. Gotta be. Chloe definitely dreams. And I think she's... I don't know if this is true or not, but you know how, like, when you dream, like, when... And this happens when you're almost drifting into a deeper cycle of sleep. I think it's when you're going from stage two to three of your sleep cycle when you like you have that knee-jerk reaction where you think you're falling and like you jerk in your sleep yeah that it's a transition so i think it's from stage four maybe to rem before you get there because when you are in rem sleep you are your body is paralyzed which is where sleep paralysis comes from when you wake up in rem sleep and you can't do anything because your body's still paralyzed so when you are in rem sleep when you dream your complete your entire body except for your eyelids is completely paralyzed and the reason your eyelids aren't paralyzed because you're doing that rapid eye movement that's what rem stands for and before you 
drift off in that sleep, that's when you really have that knee-jerk reaction because it's your body, like, telling the brain, like, hey, like, I can't move. <laughs> and so it's, like, your last attempt before your body's completely relaxed and goes into that paralysis. Um, but I definitely think my dog does that as well because yeah. there's times where she'll have her eyes closed and all of a sudden she'll, like, just jolt up and, like, run around the room. And I think that that's happening to her, that it, like, it scares her a little bit. So she'll just jump up and run around real quickly. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. She's also really old, so it might be something that, yeah. like, her dream. She has a nightmare. Oh, poor <laughs> Chloe. Um, this is something we're going to touch on a little bit later in the episode, but it is possible to control your dreams. Yes. This is called lucid dreaming, where you are aware that you're dreaming even though you are asleep. Yeah, and we have some like tips and tricks how to get mm-hmm. into that and what we think of it that we really want to get into um, later on. Yes. So in, something that I read uh, about dream or about dreaming is that you tend to have more negative emotions in your dreams. So you can have all kinds of emotions, but negative emotions tend to be the ones that are more common, which I feel like happens a lot for me. Like I have a lot of like anxiety in my dreams mm-hmm. and a lot of like sad or bad things happen in my dreams. And I don't know why. Well, like one thing I was going to mention, and I, t- I was talking about it more later on, uh, Carl Jung, who is a famous psychoanalyst who studied dreams a lot more than Freud did, I think. He argued that a lot of the rejected parts of our personalities often appear in our dreams as monsters or as demons, Mm. these negative entities. And it's your brain trying to show you like, hey, this is like a bad part of you. And like, almost like if it was a way for your dream self to kind of stand up to that thing. It's like revealing, because like in your subconscious, that's where you kind of store more of those deep personal emotions. Like your subconscious can be like a really scary thing for some people to face. That's why yeah. lucid dreaming is really iffy with some people because they don't really want to invoke or like open that door mm-hmm. to what is hiding in there because it's where people can hide trauma. It's where they can hide their anxiety and stuff like that. And that's typically also where your dreams live in that same subconscious mind. So that's very common, I think, for those certain things to arise within your dreams. Right. And yeah. it's a way, I feel like some people when they lucid dream, they like, use that as a way to kind of like fight those and like just they're aware of what's happening and they're like this is my way to overcome these certain things in my dreams it's a safe place it's not real so let's try this kind of thing yeah yeah i thought that was super interesting no it's super cool and blind people also may dream visually once they reported that blind people still seem to experience visual imagery in their dreams which i think is really interesting yeah i I think that would be really cool especially like i've worked with several kids that are blind and so it would be really interesting to like know if they dream like in colors or like see things especially if they've been blind since birth Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Vision is so interesting to me. It I've always been really intrigued into yes. it. And then Emily kind of touched on this, but you are paralyzed during your dreams. This is called your REM sleep, um, which is characterized by a paralysis of your voluntary muscles. And many dreams are universal, although most dreams are personal to the dreamer. Researchers have found that certain themes during dreams are common across cultures. I definitely feel like this with nightmares. Yes. Uh, Especially as kids. I mean, I feel like a lot of them have the same ones. I know many people, like, a lot of the dreams I've had surrounding my anxiety are super common. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have them where I am late to an exam and I miss it and I end up failing. And that's something that always occurred during final exams when I was an undergrad. I even had one of those dreams, like, after I graduated. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not even in school. (laughs) Like, like stop what the heck <laughs> like why and i would wake up feeling so stressed i'm like what the heck like i don't yeah. this isn't fair like yeah i graduated no so i and i've heard a lot of people who have very similar dreams to that so yeah. 
it's always interesting, I think, to see, like, when people have had, like, twin dreams. I yes. think I've never met anybody who's had a twin dream with me, but I've heard of people having, like, similar dreams. Similar dreams, yeah. The same people, same events, things like that. Yeah, that's crazy. One thing that I think is interesting, and one thing that I've been doing for quite some time now has... And I've, done, I've been encouraged to do it by my therapist is keeping track of my dreams. I've actually done it for a really long time because a lot of my dreams are very weird. Yeah. And would make great movies. But I also encouraged Hannah before we got into this episode to start remembering her dreams, trying mm-hmm. to conjure them up, keeping a dream journal. Yeah. To keep track of them. So what did you find? Like, are there certain dreams that you really want to talk about that feel like you stick out, like some weird ones? Yeah. So there's two dreams specifically that I remember that were super weird and um I don't know if they have a meaning or they were supposed to make me question things but (laughs) back in high school I remember I had this dream that I was marrying Blaine my current boyfriend and so in my dream I was walking down the aisle and my one of my friends at the time we're not friends anymore but um she came out of nowhere and stabbed me like in the back, <laughs> like so, you know, cliche, stabbed me in the back, but like killed me at my wedding. And so I am like dead. I actually died and my like ghost or my soul or whatever watched the rest of my wedding play out. And she like picked up my bouquet and walked down the aisle and married him. And I was just like, what the heck? Because I've never died in any of my dreams. Yeah. And, like, I've always heard like you're, you don't die in your dreams. So I guess I, I feel like my ghost or like my soul being there maybe so i've always been told like both things like i've always been told you can't die in your dreams but then i've heard other people say like no like i died in my dreams i watched i saw myself die and then i watched the rest of it from like a omniscient point of view yeah which is it really weird was the weirdest because thing i've always woken up before that happens like there's been i think of like two i don't know when these happened but i can think of two where for some reason, don't ask me why, the mafia was after me. Oh my god! And I remember, now this is so freaking weird, I'm telling you. I was in a hotel, and I run into this ballroom with the mafia behind my back, and there's a mattress in the middle of the ballroom, and I get, I somehow trip on top of it. The mattress starts rising, like it's on one of those forklift kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> starts rising towards the ceiling, like, and I'm like going to get squashed between the mattress and the ceiling. Like, it's going to like squash me against the ceiling, but I woke up before that happened. Interesting. I also had another dream. Yeah. And let me preface, I didn't watch a scary movie before this happened, because that's one reason why I don't watch scary movies, because as a kid, if I did, like, it would let me, it would make me have night terrors. So I'm very cautious with those kind of things, because I hate night terrors. But I remember I had a dream one time where the dude from Saw, like, with the mask, he, I was laying on, like, some type of, like, lab table, and he was welding my eyes shut and then sewed my mouth together. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Bet you loved hearing that that on your morning commute. (laughs) That is terrible. That's the only dream I've actually died in. Like, most of the time I will wake up before I die. But that's that is the only one that like I have watched my dream. You're gonna tell me who the friend is afterwards. What? You're gonna tell me who the friend is afterwards. Okay, I will. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was because she had a crush on him, like when we were back Mm, in high school. Metaphor. And so I was like scared, I guess. Gotcha. That was weird. Um, That's so interesting. Do you have any other ones? Yes. I have one other weird dream. I was at this school and we were under, we were under attack by these like wolf-like creatures. <laughs> I don't know what they were. And then everyone at the school, so like you walk in the school and then there's like this courtyard in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So everyone was in the courtyard and they were hanging upside down 
by their feet in trees, I guess, to like stay away from these these creatures. Like bats? I yeah, we like looked like people bats. <laughs> It was like really weird. Like and people bats. Somehow I managed to escape from these creatures and my dad was sitting on the sidewalk and he just like looked up and he was like, you ready to go? <laughs> we just got in the car and left. I was like, like, just even, like it was the weirdest thing. Like, I don't even know what, like I have no, there's no, oh, cool. I don't know. I don't know what it means cool. or anything. Yeah. Cool. But other than that, I've just had. Like, a couple anxiety dreams just, like, related to work or deadlines or, like, anything stressful in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've woken up crying from these dreams, which Mm. is, like, I hate that. I feel like I've done that before. I just can't pinpoint a time. No, I've, like, woken up, like, with tears and I'm, like, what the heck? But I think... Oh, I do remember. Is what I thought? (laughs) So, like... Oh. In 2018. In 2018, there was, like, I was friends with the girl, the bride. And we like ended our friendship. Yeah, and like a couple weeks after that, I had a dream that Hannah didn't want to be my friend anymore, and I woke up crying. <laughs> like no, that's so sad. I feel like my anxiety anxiety dreams happen when I can't shut my mind off before mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I somehow will create my own hell because I just like can't stop thinking. Oh, absolutely, and that's the worst. I freaking hate. Well, that. that's what I'm always so nervous about. Like when you die. Like, is it just, like, a constant, like, dream? And am I going to be trapped in my own personal hell of, like, working know. retail? Because I dream about work so much. Yeah. And I hate it because then I'll have to go to actual work. I know. And then you're like, I've spent 24 hours in this hell hole. <laughs> and so I'm always afraid, like, it's just going to be, a, like, an American Horror Story, like, uh, Madison. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> She's, gosh, like, working I retail. She has, has a long line of customers. And they're all, like, that yelling at her. That is my personal <laughs> hell. That is my hell. And then the like, what did the do- the boss like went and broke something, made her go clean it up. It was so funny. Oh my I know, gosh! It's like, oh my god, I I felt that on a spiritual level. Yes. Okay. So tell me about some of your weird dreams. Have okay. you had any? Well, that's not a dumb question. <laughs> I know you. So, okay, here we go. I had a dream. This is one reason why I don't take sleeping medication anymore. I okay. took melatonin. Okay. Once. It's great. I had a dream. I met Hitler. Not great. <laughs> Not a not a good time. I, I asked for his autograph for some reason. <laughs> you would. It's like I had the I had jo- I knew about Jojo Rabbit before the movie Jojo Rabbit came out. Like I Tika Watiti, like I beat you to it. Like I knew about it before you did. Oh my god! <laughs> but like I told this to one of my friends one time who was Jewish, and he was like, I know, like. I know you as a person. I know, like, you're not asking for his autograph because you idolize him, but because, like, this is a historical moment. Yes. Like, I need to, like, <laughs> like, it's so messed up. I, and I was like, it. I can never take melatonin ever again. Like, that's one reason why I don't do lucid dreaming because it's like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. I don't want to know what's hidden back underneath there. Don't, yes, don't care I'm to good. know. Don't need to know. It's good. But like I said before, I do try to journal as much as I can because I always wonder if it would make a good film. Uh, I mean, well, Stephanie Meyer, who wrote the whole Twilight true, yes, series, yes. she did that. Like, the um, meadow scene with mm-hmm. Bella and Edward yes. was a dream she had. So, I had a dream where, she wrote this one down, two guys were, like, quote-unquote time refugees. So, basically, they were escaping a world war that was happening in the future. Okay. Probably <laughs> 2020. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and... They traveled back in time to escape what was happening in the future um, and ask for help. That's all I remember. That is very interesting. I was like, that'd be, that'd be an interesting movie. It would like be. Time Refugees kind yeah. of thing. Um, I had a dream where me, one of my managers, 
and some friends, we were in the woods. Like, it was the damn Hunger Games. Like, we were in the middle of the woods. We're all wearing black. And I remember, like, we... If you remember, was it, like, the second... The third hunger games film where they like shattered the dome and like you see that the whole like arena they're in is like this big like oh yeah led screen and they knew that they had to break that in order to like get out of the game to escape so like that was the same thing for us like we found the edge of the game and we figured out like it was like hunger games meets jumanji because we knew we were in a game and we had to get out of it so we had to shatter this led screen and like jump kick and like get through it (laughs) and then there was also these things called terabytes, and they were like a small blue bug that multiplied when you touched it and caused the skin to sting and swell when they bite. It's a wild dream, man. I tell you right now, I was completely sober when I had these <laughs> dreams. I did not watch The Hunger Games prior to it. I don't know why I've had these dreams. That's so funny. It's weird. I It had, is weird. Well, it makes me want to keep a dream journal to, like, keep up with my weird It's exhausting. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Like, I've had dreams. I don't know what it means to this day. And if somebody knows, please let me know. There's a lot of dreams I've had where the, there's a house. And it's always my Nana, my Nana's house. But it's not her actual house. We just say it's her house. And the house, it's huge and has all these multiple rooms. And, like, the rooms are weird. It's, like why are there so many rooms? Like, it's yeah. never ending of amount of rooms that are in there. And it always has like an eerie feel to it, but it doesn't look scary at all. I just want to know what that means. I've, yeah. I've never had a reoccurring dream or anything, but that's the closest I can think that yeah. I've had yeah. where the house is never the same. Like it's always different ones. And I'm just like wandering through it, just trying to figure a way out of it. Yeah. Almost like, what's that really? The Winchester house? Oh, yes. Yeah. Almost like that. Like it's just really really weird i had a dream actually the other night yeah i was telling you about where i mm-hmm. saw cat in the dream and i was going to mention this week's podcast i had a dream where i was staying at this hotel and i don't know who i was staying with i don't know who the girl was but i know she was a friend and it was like a really nice suite and i dropped my phone on the ground and i go to pick it up the phone had fallen at the bed and i see that like the wall was completely unfinished like just half the wall was missing i looked underneath it and like you can tell they put a wall in the middle of the suite and on the other side of the wall was the rest of the room like there's this huge living room and i figured out oh this is the hotel where they filmed american horror story hotel at and it's like actually haunted and so i'm trying to get to uh, on the other side of the wall to go explore this haunted hotel it was weird and then cat came over and had tea (laughs) I don't know what that meant. Um, if someone can explain it to me, that would be amazing. But I keep track of my dreams because sometimes I'll wonder, like, why did I have that dream? And yeah. then, like, if I journal it down, I'll think back, like, oh, that's why you had that dream. Mm-hmm. Like, the other night, last night, actually, I had a dream where I kept wanting to text my ex. Like, my ex had texted me saying that he missed me. And he was like, I don't know if it's too late. And I kept trying to Snapchat him back saying, no, it's not too late. But I wanted to be alone when I sent the snap. But people kept coming into my room. <laughs> like, my mom, my dad, Hannah, my friends. And I just was like, just let me be alone for two seconds so I can reply to the Snapchat. But, like, no one would let me be alone. And looking yeah. back, it's like, yeah, they're telling you, don't do it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you a sign. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so yeah. exhausting. I have had a recurring dream 
where all of my teeth fall out. And I like looked it up and it's like you've said something that you wish you hadn't say or that's what they say it means. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, it's really weird, but they just like fall out in my hands, like all of my teeth. I've had dreams before where like I was topless in class. (laughs) Just just chilling. Just my boobs out, my tits out, just straight up chilling, man. And like no one, no one's paying attention. Like no one thinks it's a big deal. And I'm just like, bro, my tits are like straight out right now. (laughs) Like, and... Apparently, it's like an issue of vulnerability or something like that, which would make so much sense. Yeah, it would. It's like, that is like you in a nutshell. It's an anxiety dream, I think, though. It's like being naked in front of a crowd kind of thing. Yeah. One of those, one of those um, yeah. style of dreams. But so I will say that uh, I think we tend to process uncomfortable and emotional and psychological experiences in our dreams. And as such, like these memories can be triggered during our sleep. Um, if the dream affects the person's ability to get a good night's sleep, that can affect mental health. Uh, and I know that especially for people with anxiety and depression, um, they probably do have trouble sleeping with that. I definitely do. I mean, I think my anxiety does affect my dreams. When I dated the doctor and when I dated a 30-year-old, shockingly, because I didn't really care that much, <laughs> I had a dream where I would walk in on them with another girl. Mm. And I know with the doctor, like looking back, it was because we didn't have that sense of a commitment. We didn't have that label. So I was constantly afraid that there was someone else yeah. and that he was seeing somebody else and he was unfaithful. But I mean, like I said before, I had anxiety dreams about being late for an exam. I've, you know, I've had a lot of dreams relating to school. Yeah. And I can't wait for them to be done. <laughs> You're so close. You're getting so, so close. So close. And there's just going to be like real world things like, you missed a bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you missed your rent. <laughs> dreams oh, like that. <laughs> I've heard of moms having dreams where they drop their babies. Really? Like, like during the night. And I don't know if that's because they like wake up and they feed them and they put them back to sleep. But I've, I've, I have a couple friends that are moms and they say that they've had dreams where they like have this feeling that they drop their baby and it immediately like makes them jolt up. Yeah. I and I guess that. it's just because of that like, that like night, that nightly wake up and you're just maybe not. You're like, you're awake, but maybe you're just, I don't know. Like, I don't know why that happens. You're just afraid that you're not going to like. Yeah. Remember to do something. You're not going to be awake. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, she told me she had a dream once where her daughter, she like woke up like thinking like her daughter was crying because in the dream, like her daughter, when it's like her daughter was in her crib, when it stopped crying and like was like dying or something. And she woke up like afraid that her, like it was actually real like her daughter was crying and she jolted up and she was just like she went and checked she's like her daughter's like sleeping fine yeah i was like mm, no that's too stressful for me i know like, i can't imagine doing that i think another reason why i want to write start writing them down is because i don't really like often remember my dreams mm-hmm. like i'll go a couple of days where i'll like remember the each dream each night and then I won't remember dreams for like months and then I'll have another dream where I remember it. It's yeah. so weird to me. I keep um just like a note in my notepad app on my phone just because it's easier. I'll put the date too just to see how close they are and my therapist is the one who actually recommended me doing yeah. that so we could sit there and analyze like why I'm still having these like dreams and we would break it down like you're still worried about this. You're still worried about this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Like you're like... I remember I would get so frustrated. I'm like, why am I dreaming about my ex? Like, I don't care about him. Like, why am I dreaming about him? She's like, oh, it's your subconscious saying, yeah, you fucking do still care. Yeah, there's like a part of you yeah. that, that still bothers. But I've never had reoccurring dreams, but I do have a lot of intuitive dreams. And I always say that my, like, intuition was, like, a gift, I guess, I was given. And it used to freak me out a lot, but I've learned to take it now, like, as a blessing. Uh, 
so my intuition would before my dreams started my intuition was very prominent with my first impressions of people like i always get a really good sense of feeling for how for people and like who they are as a person and a lot of times i don't listen to that intuitive feeling and i really should and i definitely have learned from now to listen to it but like three times i've had a dream where i kissed a guy and then like a month later it happens that's so weird like this one guy I was friends with in undergrad, I dreamed of him confessing his love for me and kissing me, and then I had to reject him after that. And like at my a month later, my birthday, like it it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember I dreamed of riding in a car with my best guy friend I was in love with in undergrad. I had a dream before I even had a crush on him. I had a dream that we were in his car and he was taking me to class. And before I got out of the car, he kissed me. And I had to go to class the next day and sit next to him. I was like, this is really awkward. Like, I had a dream about you last night. Like, this is super awkward, but you don't know. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, like, we made out. And then another time, I had a dream where I met this guy who had curly hair, and we went on a date in the park. And I don't remember who I, – I, there was no face to the guy with curly hair. It's just a guy with curly hair. And I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to meet my soulmate in a month or whatever. And then I went on a date with this dude from high school that had curly hair. And I was like, that's weird. He was not my soulmate. I will go ahead and yeah. say that. <laughs> it was my first and only date with him. Probably my worst date in history, honestly. <laughs> But you dreamed about it? (laughs) I haven't dreamed about I haven't dreamed about another guy since then. Like meeting because it's always it would happen before anything romantic happened between me and that person. Yeah. So if it's like if something romantic's already happened between me and that guy, like inevitably I probably will dream about this person, but like it's not like intuition. And I definitely think that intuition is something that's mixed in with dreams because a lot of people feel like their dreams are very prevalent. I know that some people dream like I've heard people dream before, like, they, like, someone dies, and then, like, a couple weeks later, that person actually dies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of women, I think, dream that they're pregnant before they know that they're pregnant. Uh, certain things like that, and I think that there's ways for you to kind of, like, hone into that intuition, because yeah. women, I feel like, women especially are super intuitive people. Yes, More just naturally, and I think that motherly um, aspect that's nature in all of us deals with that, but... I think a lot of people, you know, the more you, like, give into it, the more intuitive you can become and learning to listen to that little voice in the back of your head. Because I will say, like, I've been this way since I was a kid. And not, like, with the dream aspect of it, but with that gut feeling Mm -hmm. and listening to that little voice. Like, from a very young age, I'm super thankful my parents never did this, but I would never hug older men. And I know there's some parents out there who would, like out of politeness like force their kids or especially young girls to hug older men and i'm glad my parents never forced me to do that because just from a super young age i was uncomfortable with doing that and it's not like i had trauma or anything happen to me with an older man at a young age where i was trying to suppress that and was afraid of them i just never liked being alone with an older man like my teachers if i had to stay after class like after school like i was iffy with that Mm -hmm. when i had to go to off like when i started going to college and going to office hours with my male professors like i was still like guarded and it's something where like for a long time like i would never hug an older man other than my father and it took like me being like oh like this i'm just overreacting like to it but i don't i have no idea as to why i've always been that way but it's just something like (laughs) just like i feel like your ancestral like 
intuition and trauma probably passing through you being like mm, don't trust these hoes <laughs> don't trust these men don't hug anyone don't man ain't shit don't trust them <laughs> so like but my first impressions of people are always right except for hannah i am the exception i'm always the <laughs> exception it's fine <laughs> but like i i lived with a girl my freshman year in the hallway she was like she was my hallmate first and then she was my roommate and like i should have just listened to my intuition because my when she was just a hallmate when i first met her i was like mm, she weird something off there's something off about her and then there was another girl who was my neighbor i was like mm, she seems like a bitch um and i was like mm, i'll just disregard that no she ended up actually being yeah. a bitch uh so i usually i now i try to just stick with it and go with my gut feeling and especially i'm super thankful like when i'm meeting people like especially guys going on dates like i listen to it hard sometimes yeah. i try to ignore it um because it does fool me sometimes i will say when i was with my ex the doctor like that first impression of oh no like this is the dude i'm gonna marry definitely clouded my intuition and my judgment i think um with him so i kind of ignored all the red flags leading up to that but in the back of my mind like when i remember after we got in that fight and we were about to meet up and it was when he broke up with me you kept saying like oh well maybe like things will turn around maybe like he'll ask you to be his girlfriend i'm thinking in the back of my head like don't listen to her like he's not yeah like he's not doing that like but that's that's me i don't listen to my gut feeling like really? i try real like i try really hard to like make it work Always, I just I'm not yeah. I'm not good at reading people. I've I always try and like I always see the best in people and I yeah. always um, which is a which is a good thing. Yeah, but like my mom is really good at reading people. You're really good at reading people and like I I think I could be good at it. I think I just I just want them to make you their want, own impression. Like I want to give yeah. them the opportunity to you know, make impression, make an impression on me without like listening to like mm-hmm. either other people or my gut. I don't know. I just have never been good. And it's something I feel like you can get better at for sure, which is what we're going to talk yes. about now. Um, but like we said, like intuition is that gut feeling, that instinct, something that appears quickly in your system, um, of in your stream of consciousness. You may not know the reason for this gut feeling, um, but it's heavy enough to possibly be acted on. Mm-hmm. And your intuition, it comes from the same place as your dreams, which is your unconscious mind. Um, it gives us the ability to know something without reasoning, and it bridges that gap between your mind's conscious and its unconscious realms. Yeah, today, we live in a culture where we focus heavily on using rationality to make decisions in our day-to-day lives, which is why I always say, like, I think with my heart, not with my head. Yeah. And I've dated people who only think, think logically with head, and think yeah. with their head, and it gets <laughs> on my nerves. I'm like, no, like, how does this make you feel? Then go with that. Don't don't sit there and waste time thinking about logically, yeah. which is, I am impulsive, but I'm also a planner at the same time. I try, I've gotten better at planning, but I'm, that's one reason why I'm very instinctive, and I just, like impulsive and i act on emotions more than i think logically because like with la like it's something that like intuitively like i just know i mean i can feel it every day just being pulled mm-hmm. closer and closer to which is why i've never i feel like a lot more creative people are intuitive because otherwise we'd be smart and get practical jobs <laughs> me i'm the creative that is logical see like i, I don't I have am a plan the creative B. that my 
creativeness is my plan B. Mm-hmm. Like my plan A was to go to college, get a degree that I can get a job in, work a job, save money, and then do my creative stuff on the side. You are the opposite. Op- I exact feel. opposite. Yeah. It was like, I don't have a so plan B. So I feel B. like I am that, I am the creative exception. Like yeah. I'm, like I wanted, to, I needed to have stability mm-hmm. to be able to do what I want to do in my Whereas music. I need freedom mm-hmm. to do where, in order to be happy. Now I wanted to be like you. I just couldn't get into the program. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, you tried. I, I kind of tried, like I tried and I really wanted to do it, but I wasn't willing to spend money to stay at my college longer to like re-audition for the program and actually audition for the program that I could get into. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. I am the, I'm the exception again. <laughs> I'm the exception. <laughs> no, like, the exception. I, it's something where I knew like there's only, there's only plan A, there's no plan B, there's only plan A. And if there, if plan A doesn't work out, like it, that's not a thing, like plan A will work out. It I is refuse. working out. Yeah. Cause I'm the kind of person where like, if I have a plan B, I will fall back on plan B because I'm that lazy and <laughs> I refuse to have a plan B in order to keep in order to motivate me because it's either like no like we have to do this or like we will die like you yeah. will sink <laughs> like you have yeah. to swim and it, it it creates a ton of pressure but it's what motivates me it's what drives me if i didn't have that drive then i would fall back on a plan b right because for a long time like i did try to do that option where i had the plan b after i graduated from undergrad i was like well i'll just get a job like working at a magazine and that yeah. will somehow lead to me i'll act and audition on this like a side and that'll somehow lead to me getting a career in film i was like no yeah and so i woke up one day i had the gut feeling to apply for grad school i was like i'm doing it like, i think eventually i would love to go back to school to learn how to like engineer and produce myself but mm-hmm. like i don't know it's still not it's like a that's like a over in egypt kind of thought <laughs> like it is nowhere near where i live like i don't know it's just like it's something that's in the back of my mind but like i don't have the money to do it you also end up with with things like the arts and everything like i love being in film school do not get me wrong and i think for some people yeah grad school and film school like doing those things it is the right path but there's so many people in the industries like music and everything that don't go to school for that yeah. because there's a reason there's no filmschool.com i'm that is sure true. there's a reason that there's youtube yeah. for you to learn those things on your own and i think too with music like what is I, and i think for me like i don't necessarily feel like i have to go back like because i mm-hmm. i've made some connections like mm-hmm. locally mm-hmm. and like I have people that are rooting for me and that are willing to help me. And like, I think it, I think for me, it's just, I need to do it, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of getting off topic, but back to what you were talking about, about people thinking logically and rationally to make decisions. I think you kind of need both reason and intuition to make like your absolute best decision. Mm -hmm. I think whether that's in like your personal life or your love life or your career, like absolutely. I think that I think some people are embarrassed to admit that they have gut feelings and that they follow those decisions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just a pride thing or they just like want people to think that they're like very logical. But I think like a mixture of both is how you're going to get like your best outcome. I think also confidence too, Mm -hmm. confidence with it all, because like I know some people who are, I thought were crazy because they moved to New York with no plan. And I'm like, how the hell are you going to survive? Yeah. <laughs> but they figured it out and they relied on that instinct. They relied on that intuition. And a lot of people ask me right now, like, so what are you going to do when we move to LA? I don't know. 
I don't know. Just I'll figure like, it let out. Me, let me get there. Let me get settled. Let me figure out. Let me go through my career strategies course I'm going to take this semester. Yeah, let me, let me finish grad school first. And then I'll, let, then you I'll know. let you know. Like, I have some ideas. I have some plans. But, like, whether all those things will come to flourishing, I don't know yet. But it's something where it's, like, if I don't do that now, like, I, there's no other time. Like, I have to do it now. Like, yeah. there, it's a thing where if I stay, if I was to stay in North Carolina longer, I would suffocate. And I, like I said before, like I tried to do your route where I went logical and it made me depressed and I hated my life and I woke up, I had the intuitive feeling like, let me just go to film school. And I didn't go to like, because I felt like I needed to learn more. It was for, I had no connections and engaged with the film industry. Like I had no idea what it was like to get into the film industry. I didn't know what beats of a story were. Like that wasn't stuff they taught us in creative writing. I didn't know an ABC clock structure nothing like that and I was thankful that I went to grad school because I learned so much more and I feel like I'm ahead of the game like I've gone to screenwriting festivals I'm like oh like I've learned this in class the other day like I so it's just it checks off the boxes I'm like yes my intuition has been leading me right and I know the times when I don't like just for me personally when I don't listen to that gut like bad things just happen in my life whenever I listen to my intuition only good things happen to me right so that's why I always just go off of it it's so it for me personally it's just so loud that I can't ignore it like it's physically impossible if I was to ignore it it would upset me or like make me feel like nauseous or just like off and upset like for the rest of time if i ignored it so that's why i just don't choose to i just don't choose to ignore it anymore so i have a question for you so Mm -hmm. when you you know when you said you were trying to do like have a plan a and then a plan b as Mm -hmm. your creative Mm -hmm. and you were in that negative like mindset Mm -hmm. did that like cloud your intuition or do you think it like it like made you have like thoughts that i don't know like do you know what i'm asking like did, Did it make it like, harder for you to, like, have gut feelings about stuff because you were in a negative mindset? Yes, because I I didn't know what I wanted yeah. or how to feel. Yeah. I just felt, like, not numb, but there was no sense of direction yeah. for me. Anytime I've listened to my intuition, it's almost like, like a map has been shown to me and, like, a clear line has been it's like came out of the fog mm-hmm. it's like you know like when like you see like movies like there's a foggy road and then the fog clears and there's a clear path right whenever yeah. i listen to my intuition that clear path shows itself and when i listen to it just things start coming out of nowhere that assist me and fall into place and help me out i'm like okay yeah like i'm like doing the right thing like the, all these doors are opening like i finally see where i'm headed to but when i if i ignore a door and i don't go through it and i choose another option I know it's the bad option because I don't, I start, that's, it starts getting more foggy yeah. and I don't see as many doors anymore. And I'm trying to find my way back in order to get back there. It's interesting that you say that because that's kind of how I felt with my new job that I took. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a really, really good feeling about it when I went in for the interview and I met the, the other speech therapist that worked there and like it, so I like started this new job and I have a lot more flexibility with my time mm-hmm. and like doors have opened up. Like mm-hmm. I've started recording an EP and like I've had more opportunities to like go and do things and mm-hmm. like put my um like my time and effort and, and energy into things that I enjoy. Whereas in my other job, like I had no time for myself. Mm-hmm. So I like I kinda I kinda see where you're saying like if you follow that like gut feeling like other doors mm-hmm. and opportunities like open for you the so. only time it ever I, I allow it to get cloudy and I ignore it is probably when I'm dating mm. because I want it to be wrong because every single time it tells me 
this ain't it, chief. And I'm like, no, no, yes. you don't know what you're talking about for the first time ever. Like, you. nope, this is the one time where you are wrong. Nope. And it's like, <laughs> like by the time the end of the, end of the relationship, I'm like, would have saved me some months. Would have saved me some time. Just, <laughs> just listen to my gut. Um, yeah. Should just like the first time me and the doctor had a fight where the commitment issue was brought up. My gut was saying, "Leave, bitch! <laughs> like pack up your bags and get the hell out." But I was like, mm, "No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're you're actually wrong. I can make him change." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, mm, okay, and it's. I've always said it's like a godlike feeling for me. It's like a clear communication because I am Christian, so it's like a clear communication yeah. through God, like say, him saying like this is it. Whereas this is the it uni- yeah. So like I think for P- other people, whether you believe in God, whether you just believe in the universe, like it's a clear divine sign of like someone be like this is it. Yeah. And there's often times where I'm like just I need a sign. Mm-hmm. I just need a sign. Something. And I'm always like thinking it's going to be really blatantly obvious what that sign is. It never has been. Nope. It never will be blatantly obvious when you need a sign. You just have to take time, I think, and just listen to that voice in the back of your head. Listen to your gut. And I will say, like, if you want to get better at it, meditating is one way a lot of people do it. um, And really just honing in. I don't meditate that often, but... Because it, it's it's hard for me to silence all the voices in yeah, my Yeah, I head. know. I was going to say, that is a difficult task for me. But whenever I... I always like taking one of my favorite things when I lived in um at my undergrad, I would always walk to class every day from my apartment and that was like my me time. That's when I really thought, even if I was listening to music, that was the time I took to really think and that was almost like a meditation moment for me. Yeah. So I always recommend things like that. So like taking a walk just yeah. to zone out and just spend time like with your thoughts, have some me time. Yeah. Always a great time to really like get closer to that voice i think yeah. so those are little things you can do if you don't like meditating i would recommend yeah whether you're exercising too those are times that i like to think when i'm exercising i think that you can really kind of listen into your gut feelings or therapy mm-hmm. therapy definitely allowed me to get closer to that voice and really making it a lot stronger too i definitely will say that there's two different voices though and not to get them intertwined so you have your gut voice then you also have your anxiety voice if you're somebody who is super anxious who is trying to get to convince you not to listen to that gut mm, voice yeah it's only like no like don't do that because you might fail and like what if you do fail then you have to like do this this and this like don't move to los angeles you then because what if you fail you have to yep. move to new york <laughs> and then you just threw away like you, just, you have to move back to north carolina you just threw away ten thousand dollars like no like there's no way you can do it like there's right, no way like yeah. you have no plan and you have to learn to ignore yeah. that little voice too and listen to your gut who's like you got this right you, i think you another thing like you said like meditating and like exercising and like creating a space for like your thoughts to kind of like flow mm-hmm. um i don't do this and i really should but like keeping a journal i think that's another good way to like just writing down all of your thoughts even if they make like no sense yeah just that just kind of gives you another space to just like let your thoughts like flow freely but then i think something that you also have to do is like not judge your thoughts and your feelings oh absolutely and that's really hard for me i am super judgmental of myself Mm -hmm. and so like i have a really hard time not judging what i'm thinking and what i'm feeling i talk down to myself all the time yeah i'm like you are such a piece of shit yep point blank i'm like you're a terrible singer like you don't know what you're doing you can't write music what are you doing like you (laughs) bitch you don't have a writing routine you were never gonna make it as a writer how dare you have the audacity 
audacity to even think that yeah. you deserve here. And that's and it's imposter syndrome at the bottom of it. Yeah. And it's that's that voice that you just I mean, it's never gonna shut that's up. That's kind of that like anxiety piece. So like yeah. what you were saying, like you just have to like shut that off. You have to turn it you down. Have to just, you have like, to sometimes not mute it. Shut it off. Yeah. You can't really turn it off. I but always just, like lower can't. the volume. Just, like, turn it. Yeah. Turn lower it the volume a little bit. bit of it. And I think when you just start to listen to your intuition, it will start to soften a little bit more. Yes. Because you are trusting that gut feeling because you and it's not something where it's like oh i want this to be right no like because sometimes that gut feeling it's not what you want to happen it's a sad feeling like it's the end of a relationship it is a death i feel like i knew when my grandfather was my papa i feel like i knew when he was gonna die and like i i I just had a gut feeling like when i left the hospital that day i was like "Mm." i like i it freaks me out because like my last words to him was i'll be right back and, like, I knew, like, somewhere I was like, mm, like, I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not going to be back. And I, that was a voice I couldn't tell anybody else because I was like, hmm, don't want to bring the whole room down. But those are things where, those are moments where you're going to want to ignore it, but you probably should listen the hardest. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. And, like, it's a it's a gift, but it's also, like, a curse to having a strong intuition. And... Because there's sometimes where, like, the fears that I have, like I said, like, they come into my dreams with the fear of my ex being with another girl. It was because, like, I didn't have that label, like I said. Yeah, you didn't so have any. It, it, it's not like I can dream and get a break from it. Like, they're very coincide because mm-hmm. they're both in that subconscious part of your mind. Yeah. That, and that's why people have deja vu as well, I think, too. Like, because it's something that your subconscious mind is going on. I don't know. Maybe it's Sally in another universe. Like maybe it's parallel ver- par- Emily forty five in a parallel universe. Like she did this, and that's the gut feeling I'm having. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm having a gut feeling. It's because parallel universe me did this, and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, I found this really to like kind of like bounce on what you're saying. I found this really interesting quote by I don't know how to say this Simone Wright. He he she I'm not sure. Mm. Simone is an author, artist, and spiritual adventure and. Um, Simone said, our dreams can be deeply powerful, intuitive messengers that hold keys and clues to our deepest selves. Far beyond their ability to amuse or terrify us, they hold a profound communication system that when we learn to understand, we can use to heal and transform. Oh, I like that. Yes. I thought that was really interesting and like kind of discusses how intuition and dreams are correlated. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found... The psychologist, um, he's a psychologist of religion, and he is the director of the Sleep and Dream Database. His name's mm-hmm. Kelly Bulkley. I um, have no idea. I think it was a man. I oh, think okay. I saw a picture. <laughs> Whoever you are, Kelly. Kelly. Um, Kelly discussed that you should ask yourself the following four questions every time you remember a dream. Okay. Um, as, as a way to, like, access your natural source of intuition. So uh-huh. the first question is, what is the strangest, most bizarre part of the dream? Meeting Hitler. <laughs> Okay. We're just going to use this. Okay. Ready? The second question is, who are the characters and how do you interact with them? Hitler and myself. (laughs) How do you interact? I asked for his autograph. (laughs) Three, what emotions appear in this dream and when do they arise? Just like, bruh. Like what the fuck? Are you in shock? Like (laughs) so like in the 19, I'm like in the 1940s. I I was dreaming in sepia. You had the filter. Yes. That like grayish, greenish, brownish tint, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do remember it was like a sepia tone moment. It was like I was in a film. You were in a film. A lot of my dreams are, I feel like, films. Like that's how they look. They look and they feel. All right. And then, so you were shocked? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the fourth question is, um, what kind of reality is revealed to you in this dream? I don't know how to answer that I for you. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> that I yeah. like. I mean, World War Two is my favorite war. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> That you like to get autographs from famous people. <laughs> like I like when when it came You're to, a go getter. Oh my god. Like when I was studying like I love history. Clearly yeah. I loved Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> but you like are a history my junkie. favorite moment in history was World War Two. I think it's the yeah. most fascinating because of all the like craziness. Yeah, like <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. And then Mussolini. Like some wild all things that. happened. It was a ve- and my and my great grandfather, I think I think he like was one of the U.S. soldiers that helped out in Germany, like, helped okay. with the concentration camp. Yeah. So I've always found that time interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I'm not anti-Semitic or anything. I know, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is, like, one of my best friends is Jewish, so I don't yeah. really know what it means. I think it just means don't take any more sleeping medications. Yes, I, I think, think that's, that's what, what it means. means. But um, Kelly, our friend Kelly here, uh, said that asking yourself these questions and paying close attention to like your thoughts and your feelings and your memories that come up will help um, bridge the gap between your mind's conscious and unconscious. And building this bridge is going to take consistency. So that's why um, Kelly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> My girl, Kel. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, so I'm just going to say Kelly. My boy. Um, so Kelly said to, you know, ask your ask yourself these questions every time you remember a dream. And I think it's just another way to kind of like analyze your dream. No, absolutely. Um, There's many times I've analyzed my dreams. I'm like, yeah. what is a snake and a dream mean? Yeah. And I think the emotion part was an interesting question. Like, like what emotions do you have? And then when do you have them in your dream? Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like sometimes I'll have like five or six different emotions within one dream where like it starts out really happy and then I get angry and then I'm sad and then I wake up (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm sad all over again. And then I don't know why I'm crying. (laughs) But yeah, I just There's so many times where I've had like really great dreams though and I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, no, no, go back. I I told you that we were talking about Mr. Hairstyle. Let let me go back to it. We were talking about lucid dreaming and I was like, I think I've done that before and Emily's like, yeah, probably not. And I was like, actually, I think what it is is that I wake up from a dream and I'm like, I'm going to go pee really quick and I'm going to get right back to that like, episode. I was just about like, to kiss Mr. Hairstyles. I was just about to meet Nick Jonas and then I like try and force myself and then I'm just like, you know, it's not happening, not happening. and I just better wake up and do my day. Nope. <laughs> but lucid dreaming, I always think is so interesting though, like getting into that topic. Yeah. I, it terrifies me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Because I, I, I don't, what are the benefits of it? Besides having fun while you sleep. <laughs> Like, let's be Are real. there any, like, I feel like it's exhausting and you're not even really, like, getting the benefits of sleeping Probably when not. you're forcing yourself to do things in your dream. Probably not. So, like, for those of you that don't know, lucid dreaming occurs during REM sleep, which is the fifth sleep stage. The body is basically paralyzed with the exception of the eyelids, like I said before. Lucid dreaming refers to specifically the style of dreaming, not the sleep experience at large because oh. if you wake up like people say like you're awake in your dream if you actually wake up like in your sleep like during REM stage that's sleep paralysis and you don't want to be having no. that because that's like when like you can't move but like you see demons <laughs> you hallucinate like i have friends that have that it doesn't sound like a fun that time bro terrible that ain't it chief don't 10 out of 10 don't Do recommend, recommend. <laughs> but i had a professor one time actually an undergrad who said like she had to, she had a morning class and she would have to cancel it sometimes like we would be there and because she was in sleep paralysis yeah she would be like in, yeah yeah she would like we would be there waiting the 15 minutes and then like uh 
her assistant would come that in. That unspoken be, rule. Yeah, right. <laughs> We'd be there for 15 minutes, and then, like, her assistant would come in and be like, um, she's had to cancel class today. Uh, she, it's not gonna be able to make it. She, like, had sleep paralysis, and, like, because it, wow. it would just delay her from, like, getting ready. I don't think yeah. she lived near campus, so, like, she would have to drive, and then by the time she got there, class would be over. That's so, insane. Yeah. That's crazy. It's always interesting, which is, I think, I honestly, like, that specific professor, I think she started, like, we, she, she would talk about it all the time because I was always interested in it. She said, like, she started doing edibles, and that helped a lot hmm. with it. And I've heard that people say, too, like, there's certain, like, alternative medicines and, like, drugs that they've used to help combating that because it's super terrifying. That sounds terrifying. Because, like, like you can't move your body at all. Like, I just imagine it's, like, when you go under for surgery and you wake up. Like mid surgery, like that's what I because like you can't say anything kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I always imagine. It, it Ugh, scares that me. That sounds terrible. Yeah, but during REM sleep, this part of the brain is supposed to be asleep, but it's possible that it wakes up, quote unquote, so that dreaming and logic are both working at the same time, enabling the dreamer to recognize the dream situation for what it is. Um, and while you're lucid dreaming, you become aware of your subconscious world, and you start to have more agency over your dreams. So, if you're trying to run away from a serial killer, maybe you just Maybe you could decide uh, to stop running. Maybe you end up having a chat with the killer. You get coffee with them. Face your fears head on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Turn around and be like, hey, some coffee? Hey, you want to get some, you want to get some coffee? You, not you might fall me? in love. Or maybe he just, you know, you had a pencil that he needed. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but this all sounds like a lot like the movie Inception. You are not wrong. The movie was inspired by the concept of lucid dreaming. Have you ever seen Inception? Yes, I love yeah. Inception. So a lot of people, how they figure out, like, a way to get to lucid dreaming is they'll constantly like when they're awake like do things to test that they're awake so like pinching yourself like constantly or just walking around me like is this a dream but i mean like i wouldn't i wouldn't actively go around like in public places being like is this a dream (laughs) is this a dream (laughs) people's like this girl is on what is happening she has dropped shrooms for sure (laughs) but i will say i'm assuming it's sleepwalking because I don't have collective memories of it. But during my sleep, I will go to bed sometimes like in a, like a hoodie and like sweatpants. And I'll wake up in the night. I'm guessing sweating. Yeah. And I will go. I will wake up in the morning though and be in completely different clothing. Yeah. And I've done that before. my drawers are open. And I don't sleep with my drawers open. Yeah. And I'm like. You definitely were like getting I up. I woke up in my sleep. Mm-hmm. I was sleepwalking and mm-hmm. changed my clothes. And it's terrified me because I'm like, what if I leave my room? Like, what if I lock yourself in? <laughs> like, what if I leave my room? Like, what if I get in my car? Yeah. I've heard people doing that. And so now if I wake up in the middle of the night to change my clothes or go to the bathroom, I I consciously will tell myself, you are awake. You are awake. You are awake. So yeah. I know that I'm not sleepwalking. And right, I yeah. will remember waking up in the middle of the night. Um, and I know if I don't do that, because I do it so often now, if I don't do that, then I know like I was sleepwalking. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, so like in the movie inception like they had a little totem where like he has like a little spinner yeah thing yeah that he spins when just to make sure like he because if it constantly spinning he for those of you who haven't seen inception if the little um spinner keeps spinning and doesn't fall over he knows that he's still stuck in a level of one of the dreams but if it falls over and that's the whole point at the end of the film if it falls over he knows he's in reality mm-hmm. and it in, you end the film not knowing if it's in reality because it doesn't stop spinning, but his kids are there. But I mean, for those of you who haven't seen the film, he is back in reality because like the dude who's like the doctor or whatever, mm-hmm, the dude with the white hair, mm-hmm. he said in an interview, like, if I'm there, then it's reality. Yeah. So 
But yeah, in case you ever wonder, I love Inception. I love Christopher Nolan. Lucid Dream is said to be great for acting out various scenarios that I said before, like, that are terrifying to you in real life to see the possible outcomes. I mean, like, it would be a great way to run over different, like, arguments. (laughs) Honestly, like, test them out. Yeah, instead of, like, instead of doing it in the shower, like you always do, (laughs) where you practice your fights and your responses then, like, be like, hmm... I wonder how Blaine would react to this. <laughs> Probably not great. <laughs> like, there's certain things you're afraid of. You could act them out like in your dream yeah. to see like if, you know, plan A, it's going to work better than plan B. And <laughs> it just seems exhausting though. It does. It really does. But ways to become awake in your dreams in order to lucid dream would be making sure you are aware when you're actually awake in real life. Like I said, questioning it, whether that's pinching, asking yourself, am I dreaming? Um, but becoming more observant during your waking hours, you'll notice when you're dreaming because you'll notice little changes in your dream environment. Mm. I've heard, like, you should look at your phone okay. in your dreams because, like, you like you don't do that ever in your dreams. I've never looked at my phone I've in my dream. I've never looked at my phone so, in like, my dream. So, like, if you do that in your dream, then, like, you would be aware, like, you're dreaming, I guess. Yeah. And it's a way for you to lucid dream because you're like, wait, like, I would never do this. Or, like, your phone's blank or something like that. Yeah, or something that, like, stands out. Yeah. That doesn't actually if ever happen. If you notice something's weird, because that's the thing. Like, if I had known I was meeting Hitler, I could have known I was dreaming because it's like, wait a minute. We're not in the 1940s. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, or anytime in, like, one of the houses that has, like, the in- never-ending rooms, like, noticing, like, mm, this this isn't real. Or, like, if your teeth fall out, noticing that that doesn't really happen in real life. One other thing is, too, to, um, it's important to create intention when it comes to attention to lucid dreams. So, setting the idea in mind before you fall asleep, saying, like, I am going to do this, and then hoping for the best, I guess. I don't want, I'm not sure I ever want to do this. I don't know. Ugh. I feel like it's a very scary place, the subconscious. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I want to I want to be in hiding, con- Hannah? control like, of that. What are you hiding, Hannah? Know, like, what man. is in your subconscious mind that you're I hiding? I don't know, man. It's your deepest emotions, your deepest desires. My darkest desires. It's her true Aries. It's the fact that she's Satan. That is what's in her subconscious. <laughs> that is what is there. That's terrible. For sure. Terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> but some, like I said, like, some people do it as a way to fight their anxiety monsters head on. Yeah. Speak to dead relatives. Okay. I've heard of people that like could be bef- cool. Like be, I've heard people before, like when like if their parents are around, stuff like that. Like they, if their mom's like in their dreams, they like try to stay there a little bit longer, and they lose a dream so they can talk to her, Aww. which is super sad. That is really sad. <laughs> um, it's also a way to escape from your depressing life. True. Um, make it make. I your just want to fly. I do too. That's I've all never I want to do in, in my dream. That's all I want to do. I've never flown in a dream. So maybe you should lucid dream for that. That's that's really I don't benefit. know how to get to a lucid dream. Well, we just talked I know, about- but I'm just sitting here like, this ain't ever going to happen for me. I can't control my mind like that. It's I mean, just, I guess I could. You could. I think it just takes practice. I, I, I mean, everybody practice. I know who has studied lucid dreaming, it just takes an exorbitant amount of practice. Yeah. So, one, I will never be able to do it because I don't sleep enough. So step one, get enough sleep. Step one, actually get eight hours of sleep. Um, enough for you to have four REM cycles, unlike me, who never sleeps. Um, I probably get like one and a half. But that's so bad for you. You need to sleep. I'm talking about one and a half sleep cycles. Oh. I think one and a half hours of sleep. I was I like, I mean, oh, like sometimes sometimes up? it do be like that. Sometimes it yabba dabba do be like that. Get sleep. <laughs> If you learn anything from today's podcast, get eight <laughs> hours of sleep. Thank you. Goodbye. My gut feeling says no. 
don't listen to Emily's intuition, okay? Listen to me, because I'm the exception. But I don't know. I don't know what I think about lucid dreaming. I mean, it's a, your subconscious is a super sacred place. Like I said, we talk away some of our most powerful and deep emotions, some of our most precious memories, like yeah. dead relatives. I don't know why I keep going back to that. It's okay. Also, our creative ideas, I think. Yeah. Um, but accessing that part of your mind would allow you to access your honest self which is deeply frightened to some. It just seems like I'm just gonna, you know, if my dreams are more exciting and, like, not as... Dark? Dark. Yeah. And, like, you know, depressing for me. Because that's the thing, like, thinking about, like, my dreams are super depressing. Either I wake up and I'm like, mm, dream about X again, or mm, dream about getting my eyes welded shut. Um, You know, I'll probably be more inclined to do it. But at this rate, like, 10 out of 10, ain't having happy thoughts in my dreams. Yeah. So um, I really wish what that would come back. But yeah, what about you? I I just think it's very interesting and... I can see how it would in- increase your intuition. Yes. I feel like it might like open up some memories or emotions or like ideas that you might not have had in just like a regular dream. But I also like, I don't know, I guess, I guess it's still like kind of confuses me in I, a sense like... If you're controlling it, are you, I don't know. Are you actually asleep? Are you actually asleep? I, I guess technically, but like, here's the thing. Like, I have never, I'm, all my dreams, I just feel so out of control of. Yeah. Like, and I, there's moments where I'm like, I can't even wake up from this. And like, because it, it'll come to a point where I know it's a dream, I feel like, but I cannot wake up from it. Like, if I'm topless in a classroom, you damn fact, I eventually realize I'm dreaming. Yeah. But like. Even if I was to start, like, lucid dreaming and, like, dream up of a shirt. Like, for some reason, like, I just, I feel paralyzed, literally. Like, I cannot, like, I'm so out of control of what it's happening in front of me. And I hate that. So, like, yeah, like, it'd be cool to have a sense of control over what, what my subconscious mind is doing and what my dreams are. But I just feel helpless. And I just, there are times where I'm like, yeah, I like dreaming. But there's times where I'm like, mm. 10 out of 10, like, just wake me up, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Or honestly, like, the, the well, like, we dream every night, but, like, the dream, the nights that I don't dream, quote, unquote, like, I can't remember my dreams, mm-hmm. I feel like I got better sleep. <laughs> I've never like, felt, like, exhausted after I've dreamed. I just, it all, the, a lot of my dreams just feel so real a lot of the time that the rest of the day is just, like, I, I feel off for the rest of the day because... I was like, wow, like I, I thought that actually happened and it felt like it actually happened. I've had dreams where I like my old dog came back to life and I touched it and it felt like I was actually touching her fur. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, none of my blankets feel like a dog. Yeah. Like I know like it, it, it feels so lifelike that it's not draining. It's just like my mood is completely changed for the rest of the day. So sometimes like I don't enjoy dreaming. Uh, if I had a happier dreams, I probably would be fine with it. Yeah. Like me being successful and being friends with Ariana Grande and stuff like that. Like I would love that, but I don't have any dreams like that. No. And I'm jealous of everybody that does. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's our episode for today. I yeah. probably our survival tip for the day would be to learn to trust your gut for one, especially with the comes to intuition. But also, if you want to get better at understanding your dreams, try journaling it out and you could probably understand a deeper meaning behind it and learn to trust your intuition more when it comes to them. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media pages, which we will be linked in the description. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Just hit that fifth star. It really does help us out. 
So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.